The Twitter acquisition drama continues on, with Elon Musk ridiculing the Twitter CEO Agrawal. Texas's HB20 shakes the country and throws the large social media platforms into turmoil. One calm line of response from a Shanghai niece shook the entire China. Welcome to Kway and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm your Kathy Zhang. All right, let's just reverse the order. First, we'll talk.、Uh, let's talk about the you know the the. Uh, how to say the feature story we bring you today, which has to do with、uh, what happened in Shanghai. Basically, young Shanghainese just say one sentence: the whole country just went uproar. And、uh, yeah, what's the line? We showed a little bit in the opening, but you may not be able to really capture everything. Yeah. But basically, this young man in Shanghai was countering the police who tried to bring,、uh, you know, forcibly bring drag him and his wife. Um, we don't know how many family members there, but tried to forcibly drag them to isolation, quarantine. But he tried. He, you know, facing this、um, threatening, he said one line.、Mm-hmm. And what is? So what is that one line? Let's stay tuned. And it shocked the nation.、Uh, yeah. Okay. So then, before that, let's talk. Let's talk about the drama of the Twitter. As you know, that、uh, the Twitter acquisition and then put on hold drama has been happening, and everybody's just really watching, just in amazement, what's going on there, what would be happening, okay? And then, as I told you, that、uh, Elon Musk's all the information related to Twitter acquisition, Elon Musk himself, Tesla, SpaceX, come through t- Twitter, okay? The tweets is what you can see what's going on with Elon Musk. So okay, so last Friday, okay, Elon Musk's last tweet is、uh, to find out, to find out indeed what is the rate of the bots, the fraud, you know, fraudulent、uh, accounts, and whether this that's below five percent as claimed by the quarterly report of、uh, by the Twitter company, and Elon Musk said to find out, my team will do a random sample of one hundred followers of Twitter, and he went on and said, I invite others to repeat the same process. And see what they discover. Oh wow! Okay, so、uh, that's just very very strong response. Remember, he got like virtually ninety four million followers right now, and people were asking him that,、uh, tell us the process. You know, what should be the way that we do so that we can conform to,、um, you know, what do you need? And Elon Musk said, ignore the first one thousand followers, then pick every tenth, and I'm open to better idea. Okay, so he went on and tweeted this. He said that the bots are angry at being counted. Okay, anyway, so、um, and then there's this inevitable question asked by you know、uh, Twitter users, and what are you amazed is about? He actually answered it, and、uh, the question is this: You did not think about this before offering forty-four billion dollars to buy the company? Don't you have to be, you know, have already vetted this? And now you are saying putting on hold because you have suspicion about this five percent、um, bots. And、uh, Elon Musk actually replied, "This is really just a common Twitter user. Okay, it's not a VIP or whatever,、um, a major figure. Okay." Elon Musk replied because that question represents the voice, in, in you know, at the at the top of people's how to say people's lung. 
for, for tens of thousands of people. Elon Musk replied, he said, I relied upon the accuracy of Twitter's public filings. Okay, mm -hmm. he did not vet it, he believed in, believe in them. All right, now it comes to the Twitter CEO, right? Um, Parag Agrawal. As you know that all the questions pointing to this guy, right? This is CEO who are supposed to support, who is supposed to support on all the data, know everything, and now Elon Musk is publicly questioning that uh, whether your five percent or below is accurate. So actually today, he sent a five tweets series. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry, fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen tweets series. Okay. I will not read every one of you because you're gonna be bored to death. But I can tell you the essence of it. Okay. The essence of this 15 tweets is this. First, spam hurts and we hate them. Second, it's very hard to catch and they always change. The third, every day we capture and disable half a million uh, fake account. And the fourth, we still could judge wrong because it's so hard to judge. The fifth, we measure things internally. Okay, so we have estimated it, it is 5%. Mind you, okay, they said we estimated five, less than 5%. Did not say our math, our surveys tell us it's five, less than 5%. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, then the next he said we do human review of thousands of accounts, which is very, very questionable. They do human re review of thousands of accounts. How many people they're going to they're gonna put the throw into it? And then the next rules, and we use rules that define what is the fake account, and we use internal data and the public data. Okay, to validate to decide whether a particular account is a fake account. And uh, last quarter, the next last quarter, our estimate is uh, fake account ratio is way below, well below 5%. It looks very, you know, relieving, right? Hear me out here. He went down and said, uh, for external, you know, check, actually you cannot see. You cannot see. If you see an account called John1749960, you think it's a fake account, it may not be because our internal data tells us this is a real person. So the key, the punchline is this. Basically, the CEO said, you cannot tell by checking from externally. All right? And then he went on the last tweet, he said, uh, lots of detailed uh, has been shared with Elon Musk. We're glad to do more. So he sent 15 tweets. The punchline is this. Elon Musk, you cannot, you cannot tell. Only we can tell. No. All right? Oh. <laughs> now, what is the Elon Musk response? For those of you who have not followed the, you know, followed the news, and he's, he gave a, a poo emoji. Okay. Poo. You understand that? Okay. The poo emoji, he just gave that. And uh, you understand what, it, what he means, right? Yeah. He said, this is a, yeah, this is a BS. So then he went on, he retorted, he said, so how do advertisers know that they're getting for their money? This is fundamental to the financial health of Twitter. There's no answer from the CEO. And he went on, he said, um, because the CEO said, it's, we use internal data, external data, and the internal rules and things like that. And Elon Musk wrote this, okay. He said, have you tried just calling them? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can see that how he poked this uh, CEO, who, who actually, as a matter of fact, I think he tried to really pacify everybody, making sure everybody's fine, will not be bad, or mad or upset with Twitter, uh, but without giving anything, you know, much concrete stuff, okay? And Elon Musk really just poked it through, saying that, uh, you know, to find out bots is very simple, just call them. Just call them, message them. Are you real? Have you done that? Okay, so that's the exchange.
public exchange between Elon Musk and the CEO of the Twitter, which he is supposed to purchase uh, by the end of the year. And uh, so, as you can see, that uh, it seems that his question, his question of whether the the, the, the fake ratio, the ratio of the fake account, is uh, under five percent or not, is um, it's a legitimate, legitimate question. By the way, earlier response from his uh, followers who did the due diligence of checking quite a few accounts reported that. Kathy, you know what's the ratio? They reported back. Yeah, what's the ratio? One person, one, one, one check, 19 point some percent. So it's nearly 20%. Nearly 20%. Fake. Fake. Fake okay. account. And uh, now the CEO is saying, he's trying to say no. Externally, you just, you just cannot count it. Only we can count it. Okay. So Elon Musk doesn't doesn't take it right. He gave a pull sign, and and um, show that how he regard his opinion, his uh, fifteen tweets. So that's that story. Uh, what do you think? Do you think who has the, you know, who has the ground? Who do you believe? You believe Elon Musk or you believe uh, Parag Agrawal, the CEO, the CEO of uh, Twitter, who came on board actually, uh, become CEO only last year. Mm -hmm. He's very he's very ambitious. Okay, he said he's gonna like double the not double fifty percent growth of the account in like one one year and a half and so on and so forth. He was very bullish and very aggressive, which is you know which is not bad. But the thing is, what's the delivery? Yeah, this uh, like nineteen percent of the fake accounts and not right. You know, doesn't really add to the credibility yeah. of it. And indeed, if it is like a nineteen percent, twenty percent or, or, or above, and apparently Elon Musk should not pay forty four billion dollars. We'll see. The drama is unfolding, is uh, extending every single day. We've got new things to watch. And I really want to know that how you think about that. Who do you believe more? As I you know, tell you the point of view from Elon Musk and this uh, Twitter CEO. Okay, so um, now let, next, let, let's move on to the um, HB20. Okay. Yeah, what's this um, bill about? <clears throat> yeah, first... Guys, you remember that, right? For for big tech company, social media company, if they censor certain account or if they delete any post, you really cannot do anything about it. We all know that. You cannot do anything about it because it's a private company. It's their First Amendment. They can take take down any anything that they don't they don't they don't think is right. And it's their right. It's their first amendment. It's not your first amendment, it's their first amendment because they are not a government. Okay? They are private companies. That's the first thing. The second thing has to do with the Section 230, okay? And the Section 230 actually came from the Title 47 and of the U.S. Code, okay, the Federal Code, the U.S. Code. And um, so what does it do? Um, two things. As the social media platform operator, your platform and the content are different, okay? You are not responsible or will be held liable for any content posted by third party, which is your user, okay? So if the content hurts someone, you bear no obligation, responsibility. That's the first thing, okay? Remember, they are immune from holding the, from the responsibility, the second. They can delete or, or modify anything they, they, they feel is obscene and uh, indecent and uh, dirty and uh, excessive, uh, you know, violence and the harassment and, my, you know, just, just uh, pay attention here, and uh, third-party material that is uh, objectionable, objectionable to, you know, to, to, by people. So whether such material are subject to the constitutional protection or not. So just hear me out. They have no responsibility, but they have the power, okay? They can take 
they can take down any post they they think is objectionable, but they won't be held any you know liable for anything. So in the management, the classic management, okay, you talk about responsibility and the power needs to match each other. You are given the power, you have to bear responsibility, okay. You have the responsibility, you have to have the power. In this grand and、uh, fantastic, unbelievable section two thirty, our Congress somehow. Gave those、uh, social media operator or the major platform operator only the power, not any responsibility. So by common sense, that's a problem, and that's a problem, right? So, but section two two thirty is there. Okay, Republican doesn't like it. Many Democrat doesn't like it. However, it's still very very hard to change it because now in the polarized political scenario today, to do away with the section two thirty or even modify it, you need to pass the House, you need to pass the Senate. Mind you, Senator, because of the filibuster, you need sixty votes, and then you need a White House the signature, the president's signature. So it's virtually impossible for any party to push this through. And given the conflict、um, of values today, it's very hard for the you know for the senators or congressmen from both sides to join hand on this. So in in simple term, Section Two Thirty stays. So first, you got Section Two Thirty, who really protect those、uh, social media platform operator. The second, you got First Amendment right, and then enable them to do whatever they want in the name of freedom of speech. So they are seems to be untouchable. Okay, now I, I I go a long way to give you the answer that、uh, you know to the question that Kathy just asked. You know, asked what's the big deal about that? This indeed is a very very big deal. It is a very very big deal because Texas passed a law. In last September, which says, which says this, the following. Okay, Texas has made it illegal for the big social media companies to ban users based upon their political viewpoints.、Mm. It's a state law. It's not a you know Section two thirty. It's not a communication telecommunication act. It's a state law. Texas state law.、Mm. The law further require the social media company to produce regular report of removed content. All right, they cannot do this just. You know, behind people's back, they have to create a complaint system for people to file complaint. They have to disclose their content regulation procedures, all right. And if they don't, if they violate any of that, taxes, taxes can sue them, all right. So,、um, okay. So, the law was passed in、uh, September of last year. Immediately, there's this injunction filed by the high tech companies、uh, representing. Organization, okay. Which、so、is expectable. Three months later, three months later, the district, district federal district court in Austin, rule that、uh, the injunction holds, the law is stopped, okay. And then the the and the, and the base of the ruling is this,、uh, First Amendment. This is a private company, okay, and they do have the、uh, the right to do whatever they believe is right, okay. So that's that. Then immediately the attorney general of the Texas. Appeal this to the Fifth、uh, Circuit Court, and then four days ago, last Wednesday, the Circuit Court ruled with no opinion. Okay, just just the ruling、mm-hmm. with no explanation, saying、okay. that、uh, that the law is valid. Go ahead. All right. So what does that mean, folks? What does that mean? That means if you live in Texas, I don't know how many of you live in Texas. If you do, please just、uh, you know indicate that in the chat room so that we know we know you. And if you live in Texas. And if you feel that they treat you unfairly, if you think they censored you, 
you can sue them, and you have the right. And uh, if you win, they have to pay the attorney fee. So suddenly, the social media company face po potentially hundreds, if not thousands, of lawsuits coming their way. Wow. Yeah. So, needless to say, they appeal to the Supreme Court, which happened last Friday. And so, what's going to happen in the Supreme Court? As to be honest, I don't know. With all my understanding of the, you know, Constitution and uh, the current uh, makeup of the Supreme Court, I don't know. We have uh, six uh, Republican appointed, um, how to say, Republican president appointed uh, justices, and the three liberal justices, and uh, Clarence Thomas, already said this for since last year, saying that he want to get a, he want to work on this. He's waiting for a, a a case like this coming to his his table. What does that mean? He said first, okay, for the for the for the section two thirty, okay. And for the First Amendment, he said, no, in this country, we already have precedence of a private company being held responsible for, you know, censoring people, okay? Telecom company, ISP operator, internet service provider, phone company, okay, they are platforms, guys, right? They are platforms. They cannot pick and choose customers, rejecting certain customers they don't like, only honoring the customer they like. They cannot do it because the Congress already have law communication law on them, saying that they cannot do that. Even they are private companies. They could not use First Amendment right to defend their, you know, their, their choice of kicking off certain client. They cannot do that. That's already the law of the land. So Clarence Thomas cited that case. Also, you know, Kathy, in, in the hotel, right? Hotel, mm -hmm. actually, being a private business, you actually cannot tell like a black American, you go away, we, we don't accommodate you. Because this is called a public accommodation. That's also the land of the, you know, the, the law of the land. So there are already precedents like this. And Clarence Thomas saying that he, he would be treating Twitter, Instagram, and WhatsApp, and, uh, and well, Facebook and, uh, and, and Google, the same as those telecom companies, ISP companies, and so on and so forth, and those hotels. So it's going to be a very, very interesting battle and when it comes to the Supreme Court, and if the Supreme Court rejects the case, meaning that we don't take it, okay, the Fifth uh, Circuit Court's ruling shall be final. Or they took the case, or they take the case, and the rule against uh, the high-tech company, then virtually they lost Section 230. And then they lost this First Amendment protection. They have to deal with the tens of thousands of, virt virt you know, I would say, you know, potential lawsuit from people who feel they are mistreated. Mm -hmm. And then, or well, likewise, okay, in the Florida, the same law is happening there. It's being, now it's in, in the hand of the uh, 11th Circuit Court because the lower court also, you know, uh, issued the injunction. And then all the other 20-some states, they're waiting, okay. They could just pass similar law uh, right, right after this if the Texas law holds. So it's very interesting. Remember that, you know, we got like, a, like a three branches of power, right? Actually, in the design of the Constitution, that's the fourth one state versus federal. If the Fed, you know, went away, the state can resist and correct them, and vice versa. If the state went around, the Fed can um, try, to, try to rectify the situation. So this is the fourth branch, fourth, uh, how to say, a power balance in our framework of our rep republic. Yeah, it looks like, you know, states like uh, Texas and Florida, they are really in the forefront of uh, exercising this uh, type of uh, rights you know, ruled by the states, yeah. right? You remember last year, uh, the, in the 2020 election, 
you know, after the election day, right? So, um, but on the other hand, uh, you mentioned about how the Supreme Court, whether, you know, how Supreme Court will take it or will rule it. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me of, um, you know, I think people kind of all ring the bell about what's happening right now because mm -hmm. of the leak of the uh, Roe v. Wade draft mm -hmm. ruling. Mm -hmm. So uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, actually last Friday, he spoke at a press, co press conference, another press conference. It's a conference for black conservatives in Dallas, mm -hmm. in Texas, actually. And uh, he mentioned some uh, comment on uh, this issue. And it's very, I think it's a very important quote I want to, you know, share here. He said that, uh, I don't think that what happened at a court is, uh, I do think that what happened at a court is tremendously bad. And he said, I wonder how long we are going to have these institutions at the rate we are undermining them. And then I wonder when they are gone or destabilized what we will have as a country. And I don't think the prospects are good if we continue to lose them. So I think, you know, the, the cases like the HB 20, you know, going to the hands of the Supreme Court is another test, mm -hmm. right? What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very live test. To be honest, I really don't know how they would rule. But it's good the case, you know, now become, it's outstanding there. It's on the table. It, it will be very likely on the table of the Supreme Court. And uh, it's a test of our constitution, uh, our freedom again. All right, and uh, what do you think? Uh, Daniel uh, Sullivan, you donated to us. Thank you very much. Oh, wow, thank you. Yeah, yeah and really Patrick, Patrick, you said, I love your content. Thank you for your um, perse perseverance and uh, commitment to sharing truth. Thank you very much. That's, uh, that's why we're here. And just, uh, but for this issue, uh, we, we covered two issues, right? For the Musk, Elon Musk versus uh, the CEO Agrawal of the Twitter, who do you think you believe more? Um, Elon Musk or Agrawal? And um, the second question is about this uh, Texas law, HB 20. Do you, do you support this law or do you think it will be struck down by yeah. the Supreme Court? Mm -hmm. Do you and think it will hold? Yeah. You will hold or it will not hold? And uh, yeah, and uh, Louis, you said that uh, Dems want to pack the court. This this will fail. Yeah, right. So so with, with the, all, all the actions at uh, Supreme, Supreme Court, that really just um, you know trigger the how to say um, the what the wish the enthusiasm of the Dems to pack the court. And uh, so that, that's, that's apparently that's a very dangerous move. And we'll see that, uh, how that will unfold. Mm -hmm. So between now and the midterm election, we only have less than six months. All right. So how many things will happen uh, between now and then? We don't know whether they're going to pack the court. They still got a time. And uh, whether they can do that is, uh, you know, the country really is hanging by a threat. That's how I see it. Yeah, and talking about that, tomorrow is another important day of uh, the prime election in some of the states, including primary. especially yeah, mm. primary uh, election, especially like in Pennsylvania, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, we're not gonna you know get into details today, but uh, I think a lot of people are watching that, so we'll see how it turns out tomorrow. So and uh, talking about you know uh, trying to hold institutions and uh, trying to hold. 
onto the basics of our founding of this country, people in China, especially in Shanghai, they are really struggling to trying to get their human rights, but you know, on the other aspect. But uh, let's you know get into the story we're gonna bring you today by just listen, listening to this line again by this young man uh, who said to the police who threatened them, who uh, threatened him. Mm. Um, let's play it again. Let's play it again. This is a very short line. I, I don't want you to miss it. Let's, let's play it again. Do you get it? All right, so basically the police is saying that uh, you break certain rule and uh, we have to take you away. We have to bring you to quarantine, okay? And, uh, and the young couple, young couple, by, by hearing them, is probably in their only 30s or even 20s, and they refused to go. To go. They said, you know, what's your ground? I, I don't want to go, and uh, you have no ground for, uh, upon me. And the police become more forceful, okay? They become more strong, and they said, if you, you will be punished if you resist. And it will not only impact you, it will impact your future three generations. This is a very common you know, way of saying, okay, common, how to say, common threat in China, all right? Which means that if you offend the party, your children will suffer. Your children's children will suffer because every citizen of China has this, uh, this record, this archive in the hands of the party. Everything will be recorded there. They open it up, they say, oh, you were... You are, you are not uh, obedient on this matter or that matter. We have a mark there. We have a, we have a score here. We're going to punish you. We're going to punish your children. We're going to punish your children's children, which means your children may not be able to go to college, may, may even have the you know, legitimate, you know, eligible for getting the job or going to the college. And then not just that, your grandchildren will face that. So they use the, the party, the CCP, always use such things to threaten people, to bring them into, you know, just, just have them have them bend their knees. Okay, and yeah. now... So, yeah, let's just, uh, you know, review this story. Mm -hmm. um, so what happened was that right now in Shanghai, the, what they are taking, uh, the actions they are taking mm -hmm. is to go into people's uh, home mm -hmm. and to so-called the de disinfection. Mm or desanitizing, mm -hmm. or sanitize. Yeah, they come in and they just spray everything. Spray everything. Yeah, you have to open up the door, you have to let them come in and... Yeah, yeah so this young man, and the, in that, because of they are doing that and they taking people away, going to the quarantine or isolation, so this young man just, uh, you know, just trying to hold on to his own rights and saying, you have no rights to take me away. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to argue that. Uh, so let's just, uh, I just edited another, a little bit longer conversation, and let's see how he tried to really hold on to his um, basic rights. You 
，就要对你进行处罚。我告诉我要讲到你。进行处罚了以后，要影响你的三代。你我们不好意思吗？这是我们最后一代，谢谢。我们不好意思吗？这是我们最后一代，谢谢。Okay. So can you get that? And he's trying to say, I'm a person with human rights. You cannot just forcibly take me away. And the, they are just saying, you know, if you don't go now, we'll just forcibly uh, take you away and then also we'll punish you. And he said, you don't have, have the, you know, qualification. He, basically, you, you don't have the rights to take me away. And they said, we'll see. And then saying, we're going to, you know, you're going to be threatened by your next generations but then he said this is the last generation so this is uh, he said in a very calm way right but it really uh, resonated by so many people in China it, it became viral um, on the Chinese internet and the social media so that again you can imagine what the, the authority will do right they just censor it so it's unknown if the family was eventually taken away and um, the video was just removed. Yeah. Okay, maybe I need to do some explanation. The, the meaning of uh, this is the last generation, it means the, the husband pretty much told the police that uh, don't try to threaten me by threatening my second generation or third. <clears throat> we will not give birth to any child. We are the last people who would suffer at your hand. There's no children we're going to give birth to. So this is, uh, this is why it's called uh, it's the calmest... <clears throat> and the loudest protest. The only way they can protest the government is saying that we will well, we'll become sterilized, sterilized, right? Yeah. We'll not give any birth to any children. Mm -hmm. And the think about it, in China, you know, um, trying to have kids, especially a son, is considered to be the most important thing for a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, this is um, considered as uh, like uh, the uh, filial piety. Yeah, piety. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, filial piety uh, of uh, a person, you know, the most thing you should do. And for a man, a young man to say that, it's just shocking. Okay, people cannot imagine that. But uh, what uh, the responses from the internet in China, it was like people say, it's too shocking. I heard thunder in a silent place. And some said it conveyed, conveyed the most tragic, deepest despair. And so this term, the last generation, quickly became a hashtag among the netizens on social media in China. So uh, we can see a few more responses um, in the Chinese social media. But uh, then, you know, the, of course, the official censorship just followed and the relevant discussion online were cleaned up and blocked. So, um, for, so this is our last generation. Thank you. And this was blocked. Okay. And the last generation, these two words uh, have been blocked. And so what the Chinese netizen did was they replaced the word generation to bag. Why is that? It's because in Chinese, the pronunciation of the generation and the bag are exactly the same. So that's how Chinese people, you know, they try to get around of the censorship. And uh, then... Uh, one user just wrote, you know, I, after seeing the video, I initially laughed 
and then ended up feeling very sad. And he said this young man resisted by giving up his reproductive rights. You know, as we mentioned in the traditional Chinese culture, inheriting uh, ancestral business was has always been, you know, a kind of the filial piety and having children is considered an utmost important part of this. But now in today's uh, China, in today's uh, Shanghai, many young couples are not having children or delaying having the children because they are using this as a form of soft resistance in the silent protest against the Chinese Communist government system, especially after this uh, tremendous suffering under the extreme lockdown policy. And uh, especially, let me insert here, um, encourage birth of child has become the party's policy since last year. The reason? Because after this birth control policy, one child policy, um, China's population has, is, 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 is having significant change, okay? Very, very dramatic, uh, dramatic change in the sense of there will be much, much um, less young people. And then this would impact on the, company, the, the country's product, um, GDP, okay? The gross productive uh, product, um, um, yeah, the, 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 yeah the, the, the domestic productivity. And then, which got the party worry, so we cannot sustain our productivity if going, keep going this way. So the party has been, has been touting around and uh, just promoting and encouraging and even threatening sometimes people to you know, give, give more birth and uh, give, to give birth to more children. But now this, this young man's response, okay, as well as all the other responses elsewhere, it's, it's called, uh, you know, we, do, we don't follow you. You ask us to give more children. We don't want to give more children so that they suffer at your hand. This is the, another, you know, context mm -hmm. of this, um, this calm but a very, very strong resistance. Yeah, think about that. You know, a person just wanna, you know, saying I'm not, usually having children is one's own business, right? And it's so important for any family in China, but uh, it, you know, they just uh, uh, go that far to express their dis, uh, their their you know their consent, yeah, uh, their discontent, discontent. Yeah. the discontent. So uh, in in a, in a city like Shanghai, which is the you know uh, China's uh, most important industrial hubs, one of them, right? One one of the most important industrial hubs and China's most internationally internationalized city, with a big population over 25 millions have been locked down for more than a month in the name of um, you know, getting rid of the uh, virus. The entire city has been in chaos with disasters happens every day almost and uh, including the shortages of supplies and the food and even starvation. Patients died of illness or even jumping out of the buildings so many people died, not because of the virus. So in, in the past week, Shanghai officials have forced uh, residents to hand over their keys after being taken into quarantine for so-called sanitization, in which their personnel, uh, their personal belongings are soaked in disinfectant, which, you know, basically there's no scientific basis of it, let alone respecting for uh, personal property. Pictures on internet show that uh, those um, 
so-called uh, anti-pandemic personnel even climbed up the apartment buildings to break into people's apartment to do such kind of a sanitization. Mm -hmm. So think about it. For people, home is their, their last domain, mm -hmm. right? And uh, the only private place and the last refuge. But now, you know, in China, in Shanghai, the home, people's home are not immune to the so-called zero COVID policy. Such crisis is really ringing the alarm bells to the young people in Shanghai. And they would think if the city in China with such a, you know, prosperity, with the most wealthy people, the so-called most open and the most national city is not immune to such kind of uh, iron fist of the Communist Party's um, uh, policy, how would other cities be and how the future would look like? So this young man saying we are the last generation with a calm yet anger tone reflected the thinking among those young people, right? It's so difficult and humiliating to live and they see no hope for their future generations. Might as well, they just don't give birth to people, don't bring their children to this world. And uh, that's why it's, it resonates with so many people in China. There is a law professor, he's pretty famous in Shanghai. Uh, his name is uh, Zhang Xuezhong, who has known for being arrested after he urged uh, the central government to implement constitution and the peaceful transition. He tweeted about this issue. He said, we are the last generation, thank you. These tragic words express the deepest despair. The speaker, the young man, announced the uh, biological decision. We will not reproduce. Behind this decision is a psychological and uh, uh, ontological judgment. We are deprived of a future worth looking forward to. It can be said that uh, this sentence is the strongest indictment a young man can make against this era. And Zhang Xuezhong, the lawyer, added, his tone was calm and unnatural when he spoke, but it was precisely because he spoke calmly and naturally that it was shocking to hear. And uh, some people just tweeted back to resonate his comments. Uh, one person called Jenny said, that, that's right, in the despair of uh, having no future, when we still have to live an angry and helpless life, and you, meaning the police, still come to intimidate, are we still afraid of you? And uh, he, she said, terribly sad. Another person, Hawkins, um, said that the cry of we are the last generation is scary and uh, resonates with many. If our children are born only to be enslaved by, and if our children have to endure what we have been through, let's sterilize together. Another netizen said, um, not bringing children to this country and uh, this land is the greatest merit I can contribute. Another one said, um, in this country, loving your child means do not give birth to him. Another netizen said that we cannot change the history, but we can reject the future. Yeah, it's quite sad to read through those um, answers, right? As you, as, as you can 
you probably feel the same way as you as we do. You know, just think about it. in this country, in this country, United States, we got Second Amendment, right? We got Second Amendment rights. So the police cannot just just storm into your door and pull you away. That that's why I want to you know remind my fellow Americans that that's that's how precious that um, this country is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Remember, if 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 the Chinese people have their Second Amendment, such things will not happen. But they they are helpless. The police have every force they can use, and this common citizen cannot do anything about it. So yeah, yeah. and then there's another video circulating in the WeChat groups in China. The content is about uh, uh, Tan Shitong, one of the six gentlemen of the Hundred Days in the last uh, late Qing Dynasty. Maybe we can you give some uh, background of it, uh, Tan Shitong. Yeah, well, he, he was one of the reformers who want to um, um, just change the Qing dynasty, okay, into a republic. And then he was, no, not a republic, he wanted to become a, like a, how to say, um, emperor constitutionalist type of country. And then, well, there was this conspiracy against uh, he and, uh, and the emperor then, and he was arrested. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, he was, he was uh, going to be executed. Yeah. So before um, that, he uh, was saying goodbye to his wife, and his wife was very sad and told him, we don't even have a child yet. And Tan Sitong told her in the most desperate sentence. He said, in such a China, isn't one more child, one more slave? Yeah, so that's the that's a sad story that we bring you today. And um, but the the reason we, we don't it's not like we want to you feel bad because this is really just uh, low stuff. But this is meant to show you that what is a communist country would like would be like. Okay, that's why we need to defend America, keep America as it is, uh, a free country, and then otherwise. Uh, and uh, Louis, you wrote that uh, sounds like the globalist has won in China. So sad. Yes, what is that is is true and on uh, and also not so true because it's not a glo globalist in China. It's just a one hundred one thousand percent communist. They took over China seventy years ago. They already did that, and then they just use whatever brutal force at will and they use whatever how to say um, cheating um, method to mislead people. They got they they really got the free will and uh, not free will free hand. To really mistreat people, abuse them, and uh, bring them down to their knees. So, but yeah, yeah but and also people saw you know the resistance in his words, right? Mm -hmm. In the last generation. So one person said the last generation sounds miserable, but in fact there is a spirit of resistance. The last generation is not afraid of troubles at all. What you know, he, basically what he's also expressing is what's the big deal. You know, I will take you down with me. That's what the, what's implied. And another person said uh, this expression, said it's my favorite, most powerful sentence on the internet today. The movement of non-violent, non-cooperation is a force of silence for the general public. And then another person, that's another one line that really went viral and made the authority angry. What this person said is, um, your ruling ends with me, and the suffering you caused ends with me. So that's what people you know, in China are expressing. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that's the story that I want to bring to you today.
And um, yeah, so what do you think? Um, David Ni, you said thanks. And um, yeah, Ting Ting. Yeah, hi, Ting Ting. Good to see you again. And uh, yeah. So yeah, in, indeed. So we bring those stories to, to provide a contrast, okay? And uh, what is the what is what is the communist regime would be like, and why we need to treasure what do we have in our in this country? Mm -hmm. And also shows uh, you know in China in Shanghai people are right resisting in their own way, mm -hmm. and there probably will be more. Mm -hmm. And uh, because people starting to realize, you know, even in a city like Shanghai, people you 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 earn so much money. You don't really; it's not guaranteed, and so that they don't even wanted to have a next generation. And as long as the Chinese Communist Party in power, there is no end to such kind of a hardship time. Mm -hmm. Yep. But anyway, what happened is uh, like Lucy, you said. I really agree with you. Okay, you said it sounds like uh, what's happening in America. Same goes, same infiltration. And uh, more subtle, but people are waking up. Yes, indeed, people are waking up. Remember, the citizens of Shanghai, these 25 million people, they are the most affluent people in China. They thought they, were, they had a good life. You know, it's communist party, so we don't mind because we're making money. Yeah. Until the last month. They're really being put in through hell. And then now they're waking up. So, yeah, maybe it's also the blessing disguise, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Okay, and uh, in Chinese saying, there's, uh, that there's uh, how to say, there's this um, um, word that the Chinese people know, no loss, no gain, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go through the suffering, there's things to gain from it. That's, that's the yin and the yang, that's the other side of the suffering. And just, so people, we should all stay optimistic, because there, there will be this bright side of it, even though now we're just seeing the dark side, and we learn from it. Mm -hmm. We grow out of it, right? Right. Yeah, and Kitty Hawk said, it makes me feel like my heart is in my mouth, but I understand. Yeah, you know, people with kind of heart understand what this is about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that will be all for tonight. And thank you for being with us. And um, I'll do a joke next time. How okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Take care. Good night. And we'll see you on Wednesday night. All right. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.